This is a Fubar Radio podcast. Visit fubarradio.com for more details. Ollie and Sai on Fubar Radio. This is Fubar. Ollie and Simon here. Is that what I say? It's about right, isn't it? Yeah, I would have thought so. Yeah. We take a look back at the last seven days on planet Earth. And we'll get into Twitter news shortly to find out what's been trending worldwide. Uh, big things over the last week. Well, you did the um, the Great London Swim. Yeah, yeah, did the Great London Swim. That was the third, my third Great Swim of the of the year. There's five in the Great Swim series. I did three of them this year. It's not. It's actually um, well, it's a double edged sword because the visibility is awful because it's so disgusting. So you can't see like the end of your arm. But there must be when your head's down with your goggles, you can't see your fingers. Is that is that? There muggy. must be a. But that's a double edged sword because then I can't see all the rubbish that's below. So it's quite good. But there must be a point where you're swimming along and you're all in wetsuits in horrible water in the mm. middle of London. I and think, you, and you're thinking, I've paid. I've paid to be here. What am I doing? There was a bit of a grim moment when I uh, I felt on my, I was like, oh, what's that on my leg? And it was uh, a carrier bag. And that was just a little bit of a just for a split second, just like what am I doing here? Like that's. Just, I imagine they don't use that on the website. No, that's Pe- not the picture. They they erase that out. Copy and paste some more C over. But a guy coming, like, a really like handsome guy, really well built in a wetsuit, walking out Me. of the Thames, looking like he's conquered it, but he's just got a Kit Kat wrapper on his face. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty grim. But it's been a good series. Like the London one was. I, I was a bit bit more nervous about it because the the route is a trickier one. It's more zigzaggy. It's not just a loop. And also, you know, it's London, and you think like getting there and all the other ones like Lake Windermere. When I did the North one, you just sort of park up and get on with it. Whereas London, it's trickier to get get there and, and, and sort of do it. Um, the adrenaline was harder to pu- get. You know. Get up for it as much because I'd I'd sort of been seen there and done it three times. It's the same people who organise it, the same warm up act, the same everything. So it felt really quite like going through the motions. So it's hard to get the adrenaline back up. There's always a really depressing moment when you, you all line up. You have your electric. Well, it's like you're like a you're like a, someone on bail because you've got like an electric tag around your foot, and that's what sort of bleeps you at the beginning and end, so you know your time. There probably was someone on the run in London. <laughs> They just tagged <laughs> in as they went through. Uh, you uh, you queue up to to get your tags, and then they write num- your number on your head. Yeah, in case you hat, go missing, and to find your body, and on your hands, yeah. so that they can identify the body yeah. if you do drown. Brilliant, which is quite grim. Um, did the swim? You come back out. Uh, this one was particularly rubbish because there was no um, sort of uh, tag machine in the water. So when you finished. At the previous races, you finished, you swam across the line, and it would bleep just like when you run across the line in a, in a marathon or something. Whereas this, you had to run up steps out of the dock and then to a finish line. When I got there, the bleeping machine for your chip had broken, so there was a queue just waiting to get your chip done. And then when we got there, the system was down, so they were having to write our details down by hand, pen and paper. On the finish line, so there was a queue. So I didn't get my time for hours later. Um, it's, it's okay, though. You go and get your, like, your, your little bag, you get a medal, you get a T-shirt, all those sorts of things. I always wear the medal and the T-shirt for the rest of the day, just a little thing that I always do. And in London, I'm thinking... I was joking with my mates who came to watch me, like, oh, this will get me in places. <laughs> Don't worry, like, we'll get free drinks. We went on the underground, and my oyster hadn't topped up, and I was... Coming out the other side, and I was like, oh, mate, can I top this up? And he goes, well, you can't top it up the other side, so have you come on, on this train? Have you sort of come through this illegally? Have you not paid? And I was like, no, 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 I thought it was fully topped up. I'm really sorry. And he goes, 
is that a is that a medal? I was like, oh yeah, no, I've just been doing the great the great London swim. And he goes, go on then, son, I'll let you through. <laughs> and he let me through after all that. I was my faith in humanity was restored. Uh, relatively uneventful week for me, really. Mm. Actually, I did laugh. You've had a dicky belly as well, haven't you? Oh, I tell you what, I haven't felt right at all. No. And I think it's I think it's karma related. I cycled out with some friends to um, a local pub last Friday. And because we live out in quite a rural area, it's like a real... It's just so lucky that we can do that. Mm. Just like, There's a place called the Greenway. Oh, yeah. And went out across there, and then we went to a place called Welford and sat by the river. And it was really poor service in the pub, and the food was awful. And maybe that's why I've got a dicky belly now. Oh, really? Yeah, it was really, it was really bad. I won't name the pub. But I think it's like, like two pubs I in think the place. It, I think it's slightly karma related because it was like um, it was still light while we were there in the evening. It was still quite balmy, and there was a guy, his a, a husband and wife cycling, mm. and they got all the gear on. Because I have two bikes, I have my pub bike and I have my like cycling bike. Right. So one that I go sort of proper clip in, I wear lycra on. The other one's just like flip down handles, rusty. Cycle home drunk on it. Perfect. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. So they were on one of these like seriously nice bikes and uh, he clipped in with one foot and then pushed off but not quite hard enough and clipped the other in and sort of came to a stop. And there was this beautiful moment where he's perfectly balanced but realised that he needed to un and it How long does it take to it, unclip? Really, you can do it really, really quickly, oh. but you can never panic and do it because you need to slide you can't lift up or down, you just have to slide across. Right. And there was just this beautiful inevitability to the situation mm. like you knew he was going to come on you knew what was going to happen before it, was, it happened and he knew it was going to happen <laughs> it was just a matter of I love time that. I love that. and it was this slow timber moment as he went over he couldn't clip out right. and he just halfway down he stopped panicking because <laughs> he knew it was was it at he, least by like some grass or anything no, no. it's on the concrete in front of everyone oh. and I just lost it I just <laughs> lost it and it was awful because his wife looked at me you know, she didn't even know if he was injured or not at this yeah, point, yeah. and I'd already gone. Like, I was already, and he's still attached to the bike oh, on his side. No. He still clipped in like a turtle. <laughs> so maybe that's why. That's why you've got a dicky belly now. Maybe it's karma. Karma. Back around. There's nothing calm about it, and it wasn't a korma. <laughs> it was a dodgy piece of beef, I think. Anyway, so um, that happened. Watch the racing on Saturday. My friend's house backs onto the uh, local race course. Very, very well to do. This is lovely little. Back of the garden, watch of the races. Yeah, it is just about three metres from the actual track. It's crazy. It's annoying because you can't see the big screen, so mm. you don't really know what's going on. But if you open your iPad up and get like the app, betting app, yeah. you get all the info there. Mm-hmm. One of my friends is a jockey called William Kennedy, and he had five big wins last week. Right. He's on remarkable form at the well, moment. Well, he do like the biggest races in the country. Yeah, so on Did Sat- you do anything at Ascot the other week? Yeah, no, he'll be at Cheltenham, he'll be at Ascot, he'll be at all of them, Aintree. Mm. Um, but it is weird that you just turn up and ride a horse sometimes that you've never met before. And he's just so relaxed about it. When you say meet a horse, surely a horse is a horse, just get on it and go. No, it's not like a bike though, is it? Well, it clearly is, because that's what well, they no, do. They even, just turn no, up and e- get on it. Even like a new car, isn't it? You get in it and it's just you need to just... Um, like learn where the indicators no, or the headlights No, it's, no, it's a horse. No, wait, wait, what I'm saying is, Simon... Okay, so, but a, a, a car, 
they're all roughly the same, but they don't have temperaments, they don't have personality, do they? Mm. Which, of course, horses do. But how much can they tame that? You know, if the horse decides he doesn't want to race, that's it, it doesn't race. I know, but for it, what Will was telling me, saying, for example, some horses, he said, they don't like being at the front of the pack. They just don't like it. So with a horse like that, you'd have him further back in the mix right. and then at the last minute give him a push. Whereas some horses get spooked being in the pack. They just want to get out front and they'll stay out front. So, so when you turn up, the trainer goes, here's your horse, it's Billy McBridal. <laughs> they all have ridiculous names like that. There's... And then they say, right, this is it, get on. He doesn't like being at the front, go in the middle, go for it. Simple as that. Yeah. I, when I first met Will, I had a few drinks and I didn't know anything about horse racing at that point. And I said to him, I went, it's like, so you just turn up and hold on. <laughs> it does look like that, doesn't it? Because so, uh, it looks like they're so at the mercy. And also, surely you'd think any jockey can whip a horse a bit. You can only whip it 11 times. In the whole race? Yep, that's the rules. So you get it- disqualified if you whip it more than that. So I guess that that is where an element of skill comes into it in judging when you need to do your 11. Because you might do three halfway round. Yeah, and also and just... Th- and then you it, might do the last Yeah, knowing like, what the horse has got in it, when you can go, when you can't, when you can leave the pack. You know, all that sort of stuff. There's a lot to it. But the interesting thing was, he said they all chat. Like, on the way around. Like they'll be really? Around. Yeah, Are they they're, not out of breath? Because no, they're, they're quite... They're obviously crazy fit. Yeah. You know, but he said, yeah, no, we'll just be chatting amongst the... Like, one of them would be like, here comes a big one. <laughs> Really? Yeah. You going to that? You going to that drinks do tonight? <laughs> pint after, pint after. Oi, mate! Pint after. Oh, he's too yeah. far. He's too far yeah. back. He's gone. He's not going to win. Yeah, that, that's it. Are they allowed to bet on the races? Yeah, nice goggles you got there. <laughs> Are they allowed to bet on them? No, 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 no. Can't be like it's like in radio. You can't take part in the competitions, can you? <laughs> 